Welcome back. Uh, Welcome back to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by Sean Rigsby. I know it's been a while, but you know, sometimes you need a little break, and the holidays all fell, fell on the right, right, wrong days, whatever. But, anyways, we're here. We're back. We'll see y'all every week from here on out. And we had to be one minute late. That was Sean's fault. You know, you got to come back the way you left. So, we got special privilege tonight, man. My man, Big Chuck, moonshiner, musician, and newest star of the hit TV show, Moonshiners. Love watching what's up, you. On what's that. up? How Thank you doing, you, brother? Thank Welcome you. to the show. Oh man, I'm doing all right. How y'all doing? Hey, you know, can't complain. Could always be worse. Could <laughs> yeah. always be better. But, but we upright, you know, we upright and we breathing. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Half full, half empty. However you want to look at it, huh? Yeah, I'm right. So, so tell us how you been, Sean. <laughs> how you been? Staying been warm. Yeah, yeah. For now, I mean, it's supposed to get cold here. It's, uh, it's... Sun is it? Does it start Sunday? I don't know. It's been cold here for a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, I mean, it's supposed to get in the single digits and then the negatives. Yeah, we had we had about three inches of snow, and it was almost a state of emergency in Arkansas because uh, we <laughs> panicked, man. We're not yeah. we're not prepared for the cold. Like so, when it snows down here, we start shutting shit down. Grocery stores get raided. It's a serious ordeal down here when it gets you cold. Know, infrastructures, man. Like where we live. They pump millions of dollars into that infrastructure to handle snow and ice. And, you know, so if you don't barely get it, why waste the money on it? So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so uh, we're going to start the show how we always start. What you drinking on over there, Big Chuck? Yeah, that's sweet tea. (laughs) (laughs) Spike sweet tea? Yeah. I got a jar, though. Nice. I got some corn over here. I want to try that uh, cat liquor. Hey man, it's interesting. <laughs> Try what? It's real interesting. It is. I, it is. I will tell you this though, like for for anyone that wants to try it, because it, it's legit. If you try them out, if you go find these little shoots, they're about to start sprouting. I don't know how common they are in your neck of the woods. They're but, pretty common up here. Yeah, so find them when they're you know just a foot and a half, two foot tall. Cut off one of those little shoots, clean it, and just taste that the end. It'll look like a green onion, and just try that. And it'll blow your mind the flavor that's in those little things. Nice. I ain't gonna lie, when I was a kid, somebody was like, Man, that's a corn dog. And I tried that some bitch. That ain't no corn dog, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no leave that dog. part alone up there. You gotta get down to the little the bottom of it and then the root system. It, it it's pretty crazy. That that part now that it's aired, man, that was a disgusting place to be, first of all. So like that's a runoff from the interstate there. If you see that overpass. That in there is nothing but like old tarry type mud and shit. So, but it was where we knew where there was an abundant amount, yeah. you know. Oh, it was Maybe. disgusting, man. <laughs> Turn it, he made magic, you know, <clears throat> make magic out of a mess. You can't really complain. So, no, oh, yeah. What you drinking on over there, Sean? Well, uh, actually, it's a mix of Yoohoo and Sugarlands peanut butter. Nice. Mm. Kind of tastes like a uh, well, actually, it tastes just like a Nutty Buddy. Nice, that sounds pretty good, actually. So, I'm drinking on, you know, my buddy Bean hooked me up with a jar of Purple Jesus. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, so let me know what you think. Man, that tastes like Bike Week. <laughs> uh, what's Bike Week taste like? <laughs> 
shame and regret. <laughs> oh, oh, man. There's a backstory behind there, that. There is yeah. a backstory that we know. Oh, was like, I've been waiting a month for that. I've been waiting a month for that one. So thanks, B. But uh, now I'm drinking on our buddy, uh, Georgia boy, he sent me and Sean, he sent us some uh, muscadine. I'm sipping yeah. on his muscadine. I tried it. The wine or the brandy? Mus- yeah, muscadine brandy. I haven't ever had uh, muscadine before. And so I'm not real sure what it's supposed to taste like, but I like it. So, you know, hey, well I done. just picked up 500 pounds of muscadines, a chick. Uh, and a guy owned a little farm, I guess, down here, and they had a whole bunch, and I guess they didn't sell them. They're all frozen. So I, I literally got muscadines at everybody's house I know right now in the freezers because <laughs> I don't <laughs> got enough freezer space. I got a deep freezer full of peaches I picked up at the end of the season because I'm like, man, I don't know when I'm going to need them, but yeah. damn, they get expensive in the winter here. So at the end of the season, damn I buy right. 100 pounds of peaches. Hey, and even those fresh ones, even when they're frozen, man, they still got a way better flavor. I don't know oh, if you've yeah. ever just went and grabbed some of those little frozen ones from like Walmart or whatever and tasted one. They they literally have zero flavor at all in them. No flavor. Yeah, you get them fresh and freeze them yourself. Uh, something about when they flash freeze them, I think it definitely changes. It yeah. changes everything about it. So. <clears throat> Yeah, we, we we were messing with them a couple of weeks ago, and it, it just tastes like little ice cubes. They didn't even have any flavor at all in them. They were still kind of frozen, you know. Yeah, like you get the big bags of mixed, uh, you know, flash frozen fruit, and they just they don't have that same that same punch as if it was fresh. Yeah, yeah. And and like can like I've used canned peaches wintertime. You can't really uh, get you know peaches, and you know they're good flavor, but man, yeah, I, yeah, canned peaches are way on, on another level than those frozen ones. They suck. That's... Yeah, it just it ain't the same though, man. It ain't the yeah. same as that fresh fruit, you know. Just something about it. Yeah, yeah. That I like to beat my fruit with a two by four. So <laughs> that's my yeah. get you get you a hoe out there, man. Fuck you, Sean. So we'll go ahead and tell the hoe story here. Um, so you know, me and Sean were hanging out, and uh, we got a buddy over, and we messing with some apples. And I got Sean stirring them, you know, just messing around. And then so we get our buddy. We're like, hey, hey, buddy, uh, beat up these apples with this hoe. And so he's beating up these apples. I had already beat the hell of these apples and, and enzymed yeah. them and everything. And he's just he's working these apples for like 10 minutes. And he's like, man, <laughs> is this really necessary? And I'm like, no, it's not, man. Sean's just fucking with you, bro. And he's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's just fucking with you. And then, so after that, you know, um, they're adding sugar and I'm stirring with this hoe. And so a few days later, I'm making fun of our buddy about mixing with a hoe. And I realized like, this motherfucker, Sean had me mixing with that goddamn hoe. And he had a paddle (laughs) hanging on the wall. And like, I remember seeing this paddle hanging on the wall and I could have used it, but it didn't register. Like, Hey man, grab that and mix it. It'd be a hell of a lot easier. So what goes around comes around. But I did get yeah. Sean back because I had a glowing red, a hot glowing red keg. And I'm like, Sean, pick that up and help me dump this in there. And he picks it up with, with these leather gloves on, man. He burnt the shit out of himself. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah man. We, smoking. I oh, broke well, last time we, we make, we mashing in these big old juice totes, you know, and I don't ever usually cut that center hole out <laughs> And we had a little paddle down yonder last couple of weeks, weekends ago or so, and the paddle broke. We're out in the woods, you know, and all we got after that is a big 
big PVC pipe. So it was just literally uh, Joe was standing up on top of it with the PVC pipe duck there, and he's just like he's ringing a bell with it. You know, because you don't got very much motion. You know, you can just only just nah. pivot it around. And he's I was like, you got to get that corn because we just had the corn just sitting in the bottom when we poured over water, you know, we were, so you're having to break up sugar and corn and everything. Yeah, it in I'm there. like, you got to jab at it. You, know? <laughs> you got to yeah. jab at PVC, don't do crap. And you <laughs> yeah. try to mix it all you want. And, and when it's yeah. a hefty amount, man, it don't matter how much you mix. So. Oh but yeah, yeah. It was, and it's got that it, hollow point, so corn's just packing up in it the whole time, you know. And you just every once in a while you got to pull it out and shake it loose and all that. So it's a jam it out in there, and it shoots liquid up in your face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been there, man, been there. Oh so. yeah, but yeah, so Sean us. got me on that, so I made him burn himself. And then you know, before he burned himself, we're sitting there, and he he comes mm. walking out, and he's like, "Man, I dropped my cell phone in the worm." Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, bro, I dropped my cell phone in the worm. And so I go in there and a little earlier, it wasn't so hot. And I see his phone down in there. You know, I'm like, well, shit, man, you know, buddy's phone's in there. He's looking for something to get it out with. I just retry to grab it. <laughs> yeah, he was looking for the hoe to dig his phone. The all-purpose tool. The all-purpose yeah, tool. It, it, <laughs> it does everything. It don't mix for the shit, though. And yeah. so I, re I, reach in, I reach into the worm and, you know, third degree burn myself. I get his phone. I'm like, here you go, bro. And you know, like a week later, I got skin flaking off my arm and shit. So you know, I, he uh, he didn't make me do you that. You ain't no real moonshiner unless you done been burnt by the by the pot before, though. You know, you damn right. Our buddy over there that we had mixing with the hoe, he's like, he's like, man, y'all are dangerous. We're like, hey man, if it ain't sketchy, I don't want no part of it, bro. <laughs> if you ain't getting hurt, are you learning anything? Yeah. So. Definitely have no fun. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, damn yeah. right. <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about how you got started, man. Yes, sir. And just a little bit well, about yourself, your background, and all that fun well, shit. Well, I'm I'm Big Chuck. I'm from Arkansas. Uh, man, I grew up where I'm from. It's just a it's the bottom part of Arkansas, similar to Louisiana. You know, a lot of swamps, a lot of a lot of cypress trees and stuff like that. Big timber, a lot of river bottoms. It's a little Missouri River system. So. I mean, just grew up around here, you know, and, and obviously, you know, growing up in the, in the nineties, you know, rap was a big part of the culture. So, so, you know, I, I just kind of, it wasn't cool, I guess, at, at a time to, to rap country or, 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 or even rap really for me, you know what I mean? And, and finally, you know, I say probably 10, 12 years ago, I just started doing country music and infusing it with rap and it and it just and it kind of it took off a little bit nothing crazy you know and i had a lot of fun i toured for a couple of years uh nationally internationally i've been all through canada and stuff and and then i kind of but the fascination for moonshine starts there you know because like i guess link it back like my grandpa was uh he used to ferment things make wines and beers and stuff like that never ran liquor but and not even on like a go ahead yeah would you be a part of that when he would ferment wine and make beer yeah and, and it was a little like it was like one of those things like where he wouldn't he would tell me like you ain't supposed to be doing this and stuff like that but i was still uh you know i would pay attention and and he even had a little setup in his in his bathroom and when i would stay there and i was a kid i'd go in there and like lock the door you know and go in there and i'd play with the with the little cap on the beer and and smell it and taste it and all that kind of stuff and 
Now, when I say this is liquor he's making, he ain't making no, you know, this ain't no uh, something that you'd be like, oh, all the right ingredients. I'm talking about he'd have bread stuffed down in these beers and stuff for the yeast. And it was, it was gross, man. But he, he, he didn't really do it though for like, for, you know, making money purposes. He, he did it more because yeah. he was a drinking man and he was trying yeah. to just supply saving his own money. habits, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Saving money, you know, like it's definitely yeah, a lot cheaper to make your own alcohol, no matter what it is. Yeah. And I mean, so from there, like, and then you infuse country rap, it's like everybody's toting around mason jars and every song has got moonshine in it, every, everything. And, and, you know, like when I step into the country rap space, there's not a, just, but there's just a handful of us, you know what I mean? Really doing it at that particular moment. And so the, so the, the, it was able to just explode the way it did because it was a rare commodity, you know, and people were the whole mud park thing kind of, if you want to know the truth about it, the mud park thing really took the moonshine stuff to the next level. And it took the music stuff to the next level. Cause it was this breeding ground for this country culture, you know, and, and moonshine's always been a staple in, in our history, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, just seeing people drinking that shit at these shows and all that. And I'd be like, hell, I, I, I find, I found the dude that was down there making it. He was just doing a little pure grain alcohol and mixing it with like Kool-Aid and stuff, you know? It yeah, was making a killing. Making out there. I mean, that, yeah. Like, let, let's be for real. It don't matter if you're in a legal distillery or if you're in a backwoods. You're going to sell a thousand flavor jars for every one jar of clear you, you sell. Damn people, right, man. People it's a want it sweet. Yep, they want it sweet and they want to enjoy it. You know, and enjoy it all night. They want to have a good time. If if you're drinking a jar of one twenty, you ain't enjoying it all night. You know, <laughs> you're you're. <laughs> no, I tell everybody, done. man. When they get these jars right here, I tell people, man, I said, now they were like, man, how strong, you know, cause people, it's a misconception. Like if they're not into moonshine, they're like, how strong is it? Like, that's a good quality. I'm like, man, if I sold you a jar, 150 proof, you would never come back for no more. Cause you'd get so damn drunk off of it. You know what I mean? That you'd, you'd have this, like, I'll never drink again effect with it, you know? So I, it ain't no sense in all that high proof shit. It's, it's a, good quality hunter proof liquor is good enough for anybody That's you know awesome. it's, it's for enjoying you know you always get yeah. that one person like i don't drink it unless it's under 130 proof then you handle 130 proof i ain't drinking it and it's like bro you ain't drinking all night at 130 proof like what are you doing with it you know mixing it with coke or you know putting yeah. it over ice like you diluting it you know like you know it's yeah. to I me it's tell made you, to, man. it's made to be enjoyed Strong moonshine is just like a strong, like edible or something. You know, it's all funny games until you drink really strong moonshine. Like, <laughs> and you take a really strong edible. You know what I mean? Like the thought of oh, it's yeah. dope, but like to, to to get really drunk on moonshine, I'm, I know y'all have been. Like it ain't no, you know, because it's so smooth and, and you know how good it tastes. Shit, and then, uh, and next thing you, you know, a, you get a nice brandy. It starts flowing like water, man. I'm telling you, it's and sweet. you're drinking a hundred proof alcohol. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you're gonna get drunker than hell. You know what I mean? And you're never gonna want to drink again if you get that drunk. You know, I've been there, and and it's just like yeah. So I tell people, man, you throw some fruit in it and make it look pretty and make a pretty color. Boy, they just line up out the door, won't yeah, it? Yeah, you know. We all we buy with our eyes. That's the first thing you buy with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why well, yeah, plastic, that's 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 where it kind of it's where it kind of jumped off at. You know, the fascination with the with the lucrative side of it because at the time that wasn't a glamorous lifestyle I was living. You know, I was just struggling, like getting by. Just, those shows started off really good, then they taper down. Then it's just it's like a low paying job at that point, but it's fueled by passion. So you're like mm-hmm. destined. You're like I can't fail. You know, I can't give up. 
And so you just, and so the moonshine was, was very lucrative for me. And then that's where I seen that guy, he's buying this alcohol. He's telling me how much he's paying for it. And I'm like, huh, you know what I mean? I wonder if I could do that, you know, here we are, you know? Uh, so, um, so, you know, that's what got you intrigued into making liquor. Um, where'd you start at? Like, you know, what size pot? Um, what size pot was your first one that, that you, uh, and then was you solo or was you double cousin in on it with you? I got me a double cousin too. So I dig that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, man, I started off, I think like most people and got one of those little, uh, pots like yeah, I think you do videos on them or whatever, the little old stock pot steals, you know, and all yeah, that. The, yeah. The Vevers. Yeah. You know, hey, man, and bro, you know, I made, I made my mash and all that. And I sat by that son of a bitch for 12 hours and got a quart <laughs> jar full of liquor. And I was like, hell no. I was like, this ain't going to work, man. I said, shit, I'm just going to go buy pure grain alcohol at this point. Shit. And, I'll go buy uh, some Everclear. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I tried about two or three times with it and I was like, man, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like I don't, It'd be okay, I guess, if I wanted to drink the shit or something, but it yeah. would only spit out like 180 proof liquor. And it was just like so fiery. And I was just like, man. So I, then I started getting fascinated with, you know, designs. I think I went to like a 20. And then I then I stepped up to a 50. Then I got a little hundred. Then and then then Joe Boy kind of comes into frame. Joe Boy's with me the whole time. That's my double cousin that's on the show with me. And he is uh he was on the road as my merchandise guy back then. And that was our, that was our whole little business operation. Mm -hmm. So he's uh, you know, he's, he now, when he steps in on the, on the manufacturing side, you know, getting interested in that part of it, then that's when we start. Cause he knows how to build shit and do all kinds of cool shit. That's when we start getting a little creative with stuff. So, and then thousands of dollars later and <laughs> multiple mistakes and all kinds of stupid purchases we are neck deep in copper pots laying everywhere and stainless pots and all kinds of shit, man. Hey, you know, I always say you learn a lot more about yourself and what you do from your failures than you ever do from your successes. Yep. Oh, you know, right, the more, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. And e even as, even as somebody who, who, you know, has been shining for a, a long time, you know, you're still going to make mistakes. You know, if I can, might yeah. drop your phone in the worm. You never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might, yeah. you, might mix, <laughs> yeah. you, you might, you might mix a tote with a hoe. <laughs> you just never know what kind of mistakes you're going to make. So. I, I'll tell you, I almost, when I first got started, this is kind of embarrassing even to, to tell, but I had a little, little 20 I'd purchased one time that had the little electric element in it. And I was just now toying with it. <laughs> and man, I was, I was trying to run and I was, I was trying to, I was putting my dislet back in there and I was going to run it again, you know? And I wasn't thinking, man, and I had that pot already on, and I took that dislet and just dumped it over on top uh -huh. of that hot coal, and it, it was inside of a garage, and it shot a damn 40-foot flame up through the damn roof, man, and, and I almost thought I died right there. I, I don't even know what I was thinking. It was the stupidest mistake ever, you know, but, if, you know, man. You only make that once. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I never... you're at the beginning. You've never used electric before. Yeah. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like. Like you just don't and my know, mind you know? just wasn't like put your water in there first or whatever you're gonna put in the pot with it. I just I was like, well, it's a coal. It ain't going. Oh, boom, boy! I mean, it blew the bucket out of my hand like gasoline. And so I, yeah, I had a new respect because I wasn't really, I, you know, propane. It demands respect. You know, I, if you've ever ran one of them big yeah. triple jet burners or something, man, 
you see the power there. Like you could really mess something up. If you, you can hear it. Oh, oh man. I, yeah. You can I got one. <laughs> damn right. I got one that, uh, I got from, I seen the damn dude that does all that cooking on TikTok. bought it. He's selling them or endorsed them or something. They're from bulling. Said it'd boil, it'll boil 15 gallons in five minutes or something like that. Hey, Jim so I bought badass, it. Man. Oh, bro, it'll shoot a it'll shoot a damn six foot <laughs> purple flame like you ain't never seen it. But you talk about running a big pot on it. You know, everybody thinks it's fun and games. Like you'll get you a 110, 150 gallon pot, and you get that summit start. You know how your thumper dances on a small still. Mm-hmm. Imagine on a big one. It's real, man. Like it, 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 you better have it on your mind. If you ain't got everything lined up just right and and all snug, that, that big thumper goes to gyrating on you, and steam starts shooting, and, and you're out there pasting and trying to wrap shirt. It's intense, yeah. you know. So, I, I got a lot of respect for the propane, and it's it's a an, an electric too, because I've obviously almost burned my face off with it. So, <laughs> hey, that's how we learn, man. So. Yeah. That or if you're running it, you know, and, and if your distillate in there drops below your element, you're going to have an explosion. Kind of like what happened to Sean's man. octagon pot. <laughs> yeah, I, I had sold one. Well, it went to um, a distillery in Dayton. And uh-huh. <clears throat> he was posting pictures and shit right after he had it, you know. And then it was a couple years down the road. And then he posted pictures again. And it was just this big, great big round fucking barrel. So I texted him. I said, hey, man, what happened to that octagon pot? He's like, well, about that. He said, I was doing some rerunning, and I forgot to add water to it. <laughs> and, that ele- he, and the element got exposed and it peeled the top of that fucking octagon pot. Oh, God. So, yeah. yeah. It's scary, yeah, I mean, man. That, I'm telling you. I've got to give it the respect it deserves, man, or you're going you're gonna to have a bad time. So... It doesn't matter. Man, what I'll you're tell doing, y'all, so. just keep watching the show and you'll see some real shit happen <laughs> later on if they choose to air it. I'll just, nice. I'll say that. I won't say nothing else, but I, it, real mistakes really do happen still this day. Do, I'll just man. say that. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, we make art. I still make my fair share of mistakes when it's rolling, you know. And sometimes yeah. you get comfortable, you know, and you get a little comfortable and you overlook some small, small detail, and that's all it takes, yeah. you know. Well, when you're running like old school, you know, and, and, and you're doing the old school, just putting your fittings together and pasting all that, and you're running with a partner, that is where it gets confusing. Because if, if someone's pasting and the other one's, you know, doing something else, and all of a sudden they come over there and start joining pasting, and then they get distracted and go back over yonder, then you just assume things are done. It's mm-hmm. like, so when you're when you're working that partner bit on, on an old, like if you're trying to do old school style, you know, you got to really be locked in and like, what did you finish that? Did you do it right? You know, because man, I'd have made some mistakes and you know, you like to kind of know where everybody's at. It's, it's a whole nother game when you got tri clamps and all that, you know, which I prefer yeah. that method. I mean, to <laughs> hell with pasting pipes and shit, man. Yeah, I, I, run it's a, cool. I run a paste still. It's cool. You're right. It's cool. It's fun. A few times. It's yeah. all right to, you know, to, to feel your roots and like where it all came from. But at Absolutely. the end of the day, man, give me some tri clamps and and let's keep it's a lot safer. It's definitely Damn a lot right, safer, man. you know, vac uh, vacuum release valves and all that shit, so you don't landry no, still no, no. Land, landry valves. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if he's watching, love you, brother. We, we got a buddy who's afraid to run his pace still, so we bust his balls about it all the time. Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your, you know, your musician, country mm-hmm. style rap. You know, um, I've, I've seen a few of your things. You know, I, I enjoy what you do, man. Keep doing it. Um, yeah. When you first got into it, like, what made it really take off for you? You know, like, at, at what point did you know, like, man, this is what I want to do? And you said you've toured, you know, where, uh, how far have you toured around? Has it just been a state thing? In other states, you know, I'd like to hear a little bit more about your, uh, you know, you're you're a man of many artists. You know, you're yeah. artist and a moonshiner. You're artist as a musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, so, I guess you know, starting off, uh, I, I made a song. It's kind of like now. Trust me when I tell you, I I, I played a, a long time. Yep, but. I, I got to when it when it started kind of coming together, it was really just one song that I released. And this is, you know, Facebook when it's early in in the Facebook days and MySpace is still kind of on the tail end of its of its of going out, you know. And so I just literally we made this song called Country Boy Style. And in the irony of it all, like the producer that made the song was a friend of mine that had moved off to California. I accidentally call his phone, assuming him to be my cousin when I call. And he's like, and he's got a real distinctive voice. And I was like, and he, I was like, man, that's crazy talking to you. I've been writing these country rap songs. And he's like, I've been making country rap beats. So boom, boom, we get together. And uh, we uh, released the song and I put it on Facebook. And then I, and I go on about my business. I'm working at the time and all that, you know, and I go to work and come out and there's like 400 plus notifications on my Facebook. Now, mind you, on my Facebook, I only had like probably 50 friends on there at this point. You know what I mean? Like I didn't post anything. It was like it was I just tried it out. And, and this is anyway, they like now where it's reels and your reel can yeah, take off and yeah. you have 100,000 followers. And Exactly. This was literally just me being, you know just adventurous and just saying, what the hell, let me try it, you know? And, and it, and I, and I just start checking all the notifications, there's messages, there's all kinds of stuff. And literally in those messages was a message from a guy named Al Lambert Jr. He's went on to, he hosts a a few hunting shows. He's a cameraman. He does a lot of stuff with Aaron Lewis and the rascal flats dude and all that kind of stuff. But he used to do the entertainment at a river run ATV park. And he, he messaged me and he goes, Hey man, we'd like for you to open up for Aaron Lewis in two months. And I, and I just pick up the phone and I'm like, Hey man, boom, boom, boom. He's like, yeah, I'll give you 3,500 bucks. And I was like, so mind you, I wasn't making $3,500 a month. You know what I mean? At the time, you know what I mean? Like two months, probably more like it. And so, yeah, I just, uh, I hang up the phone and I look at the producer. I'm like, you remember how to play drums? He's like, I haven't played them since high school. You know what I mean? I was like, well, you probably need to learn because we just booked a concert with Aaron <laughs> better Lewis. Better sharpen you know? up. Hey, that's yeah, all I do. Up. Yeah. It was, like, so we had one bike. song. Yeah, we had one song ready. We had to come up with a 90-minute set, and I had to develop a band, and, and we did all that in two months' time. And, man, we hit that show, and then after that, it just basically just gained momentum. And the whole mud park concert stuff was really a popular thing at that time. And I just, we just dove in at the right time, you know, and it, and it just went from there. So that was like two and a half years of just 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And yeah. And working, working and, through the week just to uh, perform on the weekends. And oh know, yeah, man. And, the, the, the coolest story about it is, is like, I was legit a prison guard at the time this shit started popping off. And I, I this is facts. You can check this. Uh, you could ask some people, <laughs> um, you know, they get cell phones and stuff in the pen, obviously. Right. Well, they had got a hold of the song and I'm walking down the hall one day and I hear my song being wrapped in the chow hall. No, I'm not lying. And I see the wardens and the major and all and they're running and they're freaking out. And then a guy runs up to me and he's like, hey, man, you got to go calm them down. And I'm like, why me? You know what I mean, I don't want to go down there and calm them down. You know? I'm going to go in there so and I, let's get I, it. You know? <laughs> I go in there and like the, they asked me to just go in there. They're literally in there rapping my song, which was really powerful moment. And, and, oh, and that when I walk in, they just go nuts. And it's just like, and I guess that feeling of just knowing you inspire people that don't really have no inspiration was where, where the addiction to being a musician kind of started at that time. Because I was like, man, like to make people feel better about themselves, that, that that's cool, you know? And so, yeah, I did music and, you know, I, but then I realized like, I don't really like the whole idea of trying to be competitive and be a musician and all that. I just enjoy making music, you know, mm -hmm. and, and like I literally genuinely make like theme music to whatever my mood is kind of. So this last album I done is Moonshine or Chuck. I haven't done music a whole lot. I just sparingly kind of do it. Right. And, and, but you know, doing all this stuff, being in the woods, really living this lifestyle. I was like, man, I want some music I can bump while I'm doing this kind of shit. And, you know, and I like my country with a little bit of bass on the side, you know? And, and so, Hey, I just, like I said, if you, if you make moonshine and you like rap music, you'll, you'll like what I do, I guess, you know, I mean, love what you do, man. And, and you yeah. can definitely tell when the, the person who's passionate and enjoys doing what they do for no other reason than because it's what they love, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and like you said, like, you don't realize how powerful, your words are, or, you know, your songs are until you touch somebody in a certain way, you know, like you don't understand the reach that you have as a moonshiner until somebody, you have no idea who they are. They come up to you like, Hey man, I started moonshining because I watched your video and I loved it. Man. And it was so simple and so easy. It made me want to do it. Now here I am. I make great liquor, you know, it makes, it, it hits, hits you hard a different way. And it makes you feel like, you know, you ain't, ain't doing this for the money this ain't about money nah. it's about the love you know and and you know yeah. love what you do you never work a day in your life yeah. um, man that and that's the, that's probably the most like from music to this tv stuff like the probably the coolest thing about the tv stuff for me like legit i'm from garden arkansas it's a shithole you know a lot of drugs a lot of poverty um a lot of people just that can't see outside of that bubble you know what i mean and to know that uh that I'm, uh, you know, doing something that'll maybe inspire like a little dude that like me, that's, you know, ain't got a whole lot and comes from poverty and stuff to be like, man, I could probably be on TV. That, that alone is the coolest shit ever. You ought to be like, Sean, I know you, I know you relate. Like when you did that, just knowing people can see that and be like, damn, I can be on TV, you know? So I, that's dope. And, and it's fun. And, and it's the art of it all, man. Like, our stash house is legit on the show. That's that's my great grandmother's home. You know what I mean? That the, the roads were on ride, and that's the roads we rode on since we was pups. You know, the, the creek we're on, that's the creek I grew up swimming in. That's like that art, you know, is is the coolest thing I've ever really done, man. 
I, so, these comments are very distracting, by the way, because I've yeah. I seen that. Just seen ignore them. Big e <laughs> yeah, he said Big Easy touched me in a certain way, too. And I was Just right in the middle of my big deep, you know, like, this is why I love it speech. And I was, like, trying to keep my shit together. Hey, hey you know, we ignore the comments for the most part. We just post them up to make them feel special about themselves. So, oh, you know, yeah. Got to throw them a bone every now and then. but yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So talk about your uh well i guess what you can about your first time on tv when it comes to yeah. moonshiners or master distiller yes it if you didn't you see can... it right before the new season premiered they had a big chuck episode man and it, it was it was nice i enjoyed that it was one of my it's one of the best ones i've seen in a while i really enjoyed that and it, it you, was man. real it was really awesome man like and when I saw Joe Boy climb inside that climb inside that stainless pot, I was like, "Ain't no damn way!" I see. I'd have been with Josh, like, "Yeah, let's get something else, man." I ain't climbing in that. <laughs> yes, it was fifteen <laughs> inches. Nowhere. It was fifteen <laughs> inches, and I swear to y'all, he's at least thirty. <laughs> so his belly's probably that big around, and that <laughs> hole was that big. But fat's malleable, so he was able to like fold and conform into the little. It was. They really didn't show the the essence of like we literally. I had to like wedge something in there and like pry him, pry his little love handle down so we could get slide it on. Josh, in. get the butter. Shove <laughs> him in here. Yeah. Spit on him. Spit on him. Well, then I'll back it up. Like so, let me tell you. Like the master, how everything comes about is behind moonshine, and, and it's behind the jar. And I was down in another state doing what I do. Um, again, I wasn't doing music, if you know what I mean. And a fella said, man, that's some really good liquor. You know what I mean? You ought to go compete on that, that competition show. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause again, you know how it is. First of all, if I just walk up to you and say, Hey, I can get you on TV or, or you should do TV, you know, I just kind of blew it off. But the dude was, his name's Danny Beavers. And I try to give him a shout out all the time. Cause, cause if it wasn't for him, none of this would probably be happening. He, he was so diligent. He just started reaching out to people, like trying to figure out how to connect me with someone to be on the show, you know, and, and I guess he did a good job or whatever. And they reached out to me and I shot, I was running some liquor when I shot the little video, the lady asked for it and bro, everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong in the audition <laughs> video. Like my still blew the line off and like vapor started shooting out that I, I kicked over two or three jars. It's just a whole big shit show. And then she had told me prior to the video, she was like, it might take a year or so. And then she called me back and she was like, can you come this weekend? I was like, oh, okay. So off I go to master distiller and, and Sean, you've been there, man. It's, it's a weird environment. It's a, you know, for somebody like me that don't do shit like yeah. that, <laughs> just to walk in and it's like a well-oiled machine, you know? And at this point they're turning out like I, I don't know how many episodes they got going at one time but they're like it's like a it's like cattle coming in and out it's like you seeing people come in you see them go out one but it was neat though man you know them. and, and that yeah, that episode that i was on airs january 30th too so y'all check that out it's uh i'll be watching hell yeah i solemnly swear i i'm gonna do something on master still you've never in your life seen done Nice. I promise Looking you that. Forward to that. Yeah. So, now, have you? Done, I don't know what it is, but have you done it prior to the show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one time. Okay. <laughs> I did it one time, and the first time I actually done it two times. The first time I done it, it didn't work, <laughs> and the second time it worked. 
and I was like, all right, fuck it, we're going for it. You know what I mean? So we went for it. And uh yeah, I I think it'll it's it's a trip. I've never seen anybody personally do it. So unless I unless I hadn't been paying attention. So that's the beauty about this, man. You can do anything you want and try different I know. shit and and everybody's got their way and it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you if you if you like the way I do it, then cool. If not, then shit, do it your own way. Yeah, if you think back like to me talking about my grandpa making that old hooch, that old jailhouse style hooch beer and all that kind of stuff. I've noticed that my moonshine recipes and stuff that I come up with are always like a product of just like on the spot decisions. You know what I mean? I'll be like, now nah, I'm going to add this in there and I'm going to add a little bit of this and I'm going to stir a little bit of that. And and it's just like your seasoning, you know, food or something. It, it, I like to get real creative with it. And I don't have a consistent, I got a go-to, but I mean, I like to add a little pizzazz to it here and there, you know? Well, and that's how you don't know if you like something unless you try it. And uh, yeah. you, you've definitely, you got to experiment, man. You know, you might stumble across something that you love more than anything else. And then that becomes your go-to. And that's how you do something because, you know, because you tried something new. Or you might be like, yeah. I don't like that. But then, you know, you ain't going to do that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all about learning, man. Just keep learning. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, so man. talk about talk about that uh a big cap you got behind you, if you can. Oh yeah, that that's uh Josh built that one for me. Um, that goes nice. on our seven hundred gallon pot right there. Nice. And I'm gonna tell you, gallon? man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Water Sounds tank. Like, <laughs> I mean, a water tank. Sounds yeah. Like a good time. Man, <laughs> hey, I, again, let me, let me again. Not, I might oh, want to come. I might want to come down and, and sit in on that. <laughs> hey, man, anytime any of y'all want to come to Arkansas, you're more than welcome. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely show you around and take you to a still site. And we can have a good time. It's a. I didn't think Arkansas was all that cool, honestly. Like I live here every day. I get sick of the mud and shit, but. You bring down all these New Yorkers and all these film people, even Josh, Henry, all those guys, they come down here and they see all these, the swamps that they, they like, they like the culture down here. They like how it is. It's, it's a different world, man. I, I'll tell you, it's a, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. And I thought when I went to the Appalachian mountains, I thought that's the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, just everywhere you looked is like a, just something out of a magazine, you know. Every time, yeah. Every time I go to Gatlinburg or go down to the uh, Maggie Valley in North Carolina, even even an hour from us, Hawking Hills, you know. Yeah, you get down to Southern Hills. Ohio. It's just like it's always beautiful, you know. It's always beautiful. Uh, yeah, Ohio ain't so that. beautiful when it's cold. I'll tell you that. <laughs> What's the temperature like up there now? Yeah, I think uh, our nights are in the twenties, upper twenties right now. But we get we got a cold snap coming. So it's going to be uh stay inside cold. So the wor worst thing here is, man, it gets cold in the winter. I just, I can't do any, I don't like doing anything outside. Everything freezes and water hoses are frozen and I'm frozen and shit. I went out before and the mash has been frozen. Like, dude, I'm done, man. I'll see y'all in spring. Yeah. I ain't yeah. fighting this. And everything is twice as hard when it's below, when it's below freezing, you know, everything yeah. is twice as hard to do. And, and it just seems like it ain't worth it. So I retire in the winter time <laughs> for the most part. 
Okay, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the first mash you made? Hey. Let's see. What was the first mash you made? You said you had that little, that little small vever. What was your first, uh, what was your first mash you made for that? Man, it was just corn liquor. I, um, I just ground down corn and, 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 and put sugar to it. You know what I mean? And, and Uncle Jesse style. Nice. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even know that you, you know, I, I, I didn't get into like the, the nerdy part of it until, you know what I mean? I started getting more into the indoor dis- distillation and, and cause if you're doing volume man, like realistically speaking, if you really want to be a volume guy with liquor, you, you can't do a bunch of brandies and shit, man. I mean, not on heavy volume, you know what I mean? So if you're nice. so way too much money to spend, you know, to, to unless you just love it, you know, and I mean, no, get the, the only time free. I've done brandy, um, in a big, big mass bulk is because the fruit falls in your lap. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> you know? you Other than that, if you've got to come out of pocket for, uh, you, you ain't, it's hard to come out of pocket for 300 pounds of apples. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like sure it's hard right. to come out of pocket for hundreds of pounds of fruit, you know, it's cause you're not sure. And, and you know, that's also why if you do get a real brandy in, in a distillery, it's pricey, you know, you pay mm-hmm, for that yeah. quality. Yep. Or you do yeah. by run, like, you know, this is a run of, you know, peach brandy or whatever. <clears throat> so what's your favorite thing? Yeah. To... yeah, go ahead. On Whenever y'all are running now, I ain't never did a whole lot of stuff with the thumper, to be honest with you. I'm a big non-thumper guy for the most part. I've got a big old thumper now. And, and I, when I run it, uh, I, when I add like flavor to it or whatever, it seems like it, it kind of messes up the flow of the run a little bit. And I just like it proofs it down right out the gate and it never really kind of picks up. What are y'all's advice on the, on how to do all that thumper flavoring and all that kind of jazz? Mix your flavor with, with a solid proof alcohol. Okay. That, that will help. That will help your run maintain it's proof because you're not, you know, you're not watering down. And so yeah. like cut your flavor with some high proof alcohol. Um, and then also we use what, I, what we call an infuser where throughout your run, you're constantly dumping flavor in throughout your whole run. And so as so you're you running, like that thing, Oh, I love it. Uh, I love I'm, it. I'm it, debating it, getting one of those things. I, I, I didn't know if it was worth the money or what. I mean, if it was good, I mean, Sean talked about changer. it a little bit. It's okay. a game changer. Yep. Um, we'll talk after the show. I'll, I'll throw you a couple tidbits. I might help you save some money and get that a little cheaper for yourself. Yep. And just, right. it, it, it'll, it'll be uh, cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, awesome. I like it. I like <clears throat> it because, you know, you're able to, I think by using that alcohol in there, it definitely helps you. Um, it helps maintain and hold that proof, hold that proof all the way through and keep it up there. Like you said, you're not tanking it by putting your flavor in. And um, also, like, concentrate, fruit concentrates, um, I think, tend to, to be a little bit better than than fruit, like fresh fruit, because it's got more flavor yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and you, you can use, you know, fruit concentrate. You can use schnapps. You can use, you know, flavored vodkas. You can use 
extracts mixed with shit i mean it's endless man it's, yep it's, yeah. you can use anything anything that's got you a good strong flavor it's going to carry over a lot ah, more. okay so so you could you could just sit there kind of toy with it and find out little ways to, to mm-hmm. layer it in there and just right yeah, yeah. So like, I used what, to like on that apple pie, use the little jar racks experimentally. And I, and the way I realized how those things kind of worked is the stages. Yeah. I would, I would put the flavor in stages and it would almost like, that's how the drink would be. You know, like if I did apple mm-hmm. pie, I'd do like some caramel or something in the first one, something, then some apples, you know, and nice. then by the time and it, you'd be like, Oh, I got caramel on the front apple on the back, you know? And it was, so I, I used to have fun with that, but you know, again, it was just a, when I'm just sitting around kind of hobby crafting, you know? Yep. Yeah. Once you get into that bigger, bigger shit, it's kind of. Yeah. Corn. <laughs> just put yeah. your damn corn in there and just grind yeah. up a bunch of corn. That's all you got to yep. do. I hate grinding up corn sometimes, man. It takes, <laughs> it, it's all fun and games. So you got to sit out there and gra- grind up three or 400 pounds of corn. You know what I mean? And I got so, one of them little. The- me a little small tabletop meals you know and it takes about a milk jug full of corn each time then it takes about a minute to grind through that and it's yeah, uh, yeah you're talking it's about a got, long day i got one of those uh those those blue ones off amazon like 200 yeah that's bucks. what i got yeah man don't chew through some corn but yeah like i like to get there. mine ground up yeah see if you can uh, get it from the farmer you get it ground up just don't have me go pick it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> and throw it in the back seat yeah, put it in the back seat and drive back from Pennsylvania. That was a hell of a time. I was vacuuming corn dust out of that truck for a week. <laughs> oh yeah, by the time you get done with that little blue rig, boy, it looks like a goat. You look like a ghost. It just throws shit everywhere. I had I rigged up like a trash sack and a pipe on it so it would kind yeah. of feed into the bucket. But if you just let I, it roll, it'll it'll oh, paint yeah. everything with corn dust. I put half a sock on there and just to try to keep that dust down. And it's still, man, it don't matter. You get covered in corn dust. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, it's, it's a pretty good little rig. It just, uh, I want to try to get something a little bit more heavy duty, though, quicker or at least le- le- less management. I have more of a feed, you know, where you could put 50 pounds in it at once yeah. and just let it feed down like that. Let it do its thing instead could, of dumping a little bit at a time. I guess you could probably, you could probably rig up something on one of those yeah. small ones. You know, yeah, you could definitely put a, a much bigger hopper on one if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, like flip it, flip a keg upside down, cut the bottom out of it, and there you know, you, you go. got your little feed hole or something like that. Yeah, you know, you're yeah, we got it, it goes as far now. as your imagination could go. So, um, yeah. so what kind of yeast do you prefer to use? Man, I if I, if I'm I like a just active dry bread yeast, so Fleshman's man. bread My yeast, man. Man, you know, just. I, it, it to me like if i you know the way i like to do a good corn I, i'll do a three grain and i you know rye and barley and then sometimes i'll get a little creative and throw some uh some weed in it or or some raisin bran i like i like putting that in there i don't know if you've ever toyed with that Mm-mm. and then i'll hit it with that that bread yeast man and it, it it puts a hell of a nose on it i can say that much and, and it's just like man just like anything else that you that you indulge in if it smells really good you know what i mean you're going to want to drink it or or, yeah. or whatever you know and that's, so i that's try to shoot for a really with. good nose yeah, yeah. So I, that's my goal is and i'm real adamant when i tell them to smell i, I always open the jar for them and let it breathe you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i want yeah. them to get that 
when they go oh, yeah. over it and they smell that little that little spice and all that mixed with that corn, they're, they're like, oh, that smells delicious, you know, then you know you got it sold dead, you know. It ain't no it, like you said, you got to let it breathe first because when you first open it up, it is just straight high-proof alcohol and it burns yeah. your nostrils. And that could be a little off-putting for somebody that doesn't really, you know, really understand. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, when you hand when you hand one of these breathe. to just your average civilian, right, and they're non-moonshiner, if you will, <laughs> the first thing they do is go just like that. You know what I mean? And it just whoa, ooh, that's and then they're hot. like, ooh, like, let uh-uh, it breathe, hell let no, because they, they this the stigma with moonshine, man. Like I don't know if y'all have to deal with this shit, but it's like. I have to literally listen to them. They they they're like, oh no, that's gasoline. That's you know, that's that's bad. And you're like, man, this is way better than liquor store shit. You know what I mean? Like if you're drinking that old McCormick vodka or whatever bullshit, you know what I mean? Like try this and see what you see, think. See, what we get up here a lot is people that drank moonshine. It was always Everclear, and so they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, they ex- expect it to be gasoline, and mm-hmm. it's like, like man, it ain't supposed yep. to be like that, you know? Like I love the hundred ninety pe- proof. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I love the people that are like, oh well, I get that 180. I'm like, oh yeah, and they're like, yeah, I love that's what that's what I drink. I'm like, okay, well, here, hit this, and then they take it and they fucking start. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. bro, that's 150. I'm always like, <laughs> let me watch you drink a pint of 180. I'll wait. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah, it's it, it, like I, I've. Uh... So, and with having no moonshine influence in Arkansas, like it's even harder because like a lot of the people that sell moonshine around here, it's literally just pure grain alcohol mixed with Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you go up with clear jar of liquor and you're like, try this out, they're like, oh, hell no. You know what I mean? That other guy's moonshine's way better than this. His tastes like Kool-Aid. They think that the whole contraption is moonshine. They don't understand what actual clear liquor is. So you have to almost educate people. I got a few people that know what good quality liquor is. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to hate on all of Arkansas, but it ain't, it ain't like Appalachia where you got, or, you know, in, in a, somewhere where there's more of that going on. Like people down here are just really naive to it. So it's, we're, we're up in Ohio. Like we're not, we're like, we're on the very farthest edge of Appalachia. Yeah. You could get like, once you get away from where we're at, it ain't nothing but flat, it's flat North, it's flat West, but you go East and South a little bit and you get into, the foothills you know you get mm-hmm, down into yeah. the rolling hills and and so but yeah you get up here into the big cities and a lot of people they're always it's like, like a myth you know yeah, yeah. a lot of people yes. are like i've never had that before i've had the old smoky and i've had you know the sugar lands yeah. so <laughs> but like, you hate when you get compared to those like i've had yeah. that old smoky you're like eh, me, you know. me too you got it at the gas <laughs> station that shit was 20 proof and 90 yeah. percent flavoring like it's ain't yeah. the same man yep. it's a yeah. small batch quality you know, like, man, I put, I put my I'll heart you, and soul I, into this, bro. I, that's what I try to tell people, man. When they, when they, you know, if you're out here trying to make a living with it and they're like trying to just jog your prices down, I'm like, man, you realize like I spent two and a half days making this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like essentially, right. You, you mash oh, yeah. in and that's a, that's pretty much a day. Like you got to grind mm-hmm. corn and all that crap or mash fruit or whatever it is you're doing. You're making mash. You're waiting on that to ferment. You're babysitting that off and on, making sure everything's going how it's supposed to. Then you're pumping, and I, you know it depends on your situation. The indoor shit, man, is madness because you got to keep your figure out a way to keep your worm cool and all that kind of jazz. And, and yeah, by the time you just to produce a jar of liquor, you know what I mean. And then for them to go, nah, man, I don't, 
I don't want to pay no more than $20 for that. You know, you're like, son of a bitch. Hey, you, know? you know, it, it's like anything else, man. You pay for what you get, you know, yep. like you pay for what you get. You want to pay $20, go get that 20 proof uh, flavor, Damn concentrated right. fake flavor from a gas station or, or, you know, Walmart, your, lo your local ABC store, like mm -hmm. it'll get you drunk, but you ain't going to enjoy it like this. Like my liquor, you ain't going to get a hangover from. You're yeah, going to you go, go Nick. Next day, that sugar is going to bite you. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that um, that the best liquor I've had has been from guys like yourself. Just let me try it. Uh, the, the gentleman that I compete with on the, the show was some of the best stuff. I've, he, he did some really creative stuff. And it was some of the best no's I've ever experienced in liquor. And I've been, and I, you know, I go to these distilleries, which I understand the TTB or whatever you call them, people uh, restrict them from using a lot of the same ingredients we get mm -hmm. to use. But, you know, I, I just did a little tasting the other day just to go kind of sniff around and see what that lifestyle's like, you know, and just nothing, no character, man, unless they put a false flavoring in it, you know, if it's banana yeah. cream or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, then you're like, oh, that smells like banana flavor. cream, you know what I mean? Like, but like the their their white lightning or whatever their corn liquor is just didn't have no punch to it, you know. It just I was like, eh, you know, I'm pretty sure it's good liquor. It just didn't have that character that I see whenever I see small batch homebrew oh, type stuff, you know. You know, you said it right there, small batch, man. I mean, I say it all the time. The the home distiller, or the backwoods distiller, we're putting something into our liquor that the big distilleries aren't, and it's love. It's a part of me yeah. in every jar that I make that's got my blood, sweat and tears in it. And if I don't think it's great, I'm not going to hand it to somebody else. It's got to be the best thing I've produced in order for me to hand Sean a jar of my liquor. Cause if it sucks, I'm going to hear about it for a month and a half. I know that. And, yeah. and that's what I expect. But you know, like I'm going to take the time and put in the effort to make the best quality thing I can make. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'll dump that shit. If I if it if it ain't to my liking, I'll just fill up a bucket and just dump it back in the next run. In the, in the menu I'll the rerun it. Or, yeah, it'll, I'm it'll, not, I'm not or gonna... I'll turn it into flavor. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm mixing this with Kool-Aid. You all know it sucks. <laughs> yeah. But apple if pie, I'm going to hand you a jar clear, if I'm going to hand you a jar clear, it's going to be the best jar I've ever made. And hey, I'll tell you how you know you're dealing with a real moonshiner, man. Is if you ever go get a jar of apple pie, you if you don't smell heads in that shit, you ain't dealing with a real shiner because he'll take his heads and shit and make apple pie and shit with it. It'll be like, heads, yeah, I'm tails, gonna some... you know, everything. <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah, though <laughs> that that good quality cut, them hearts is gonna be put over there to the side, but that apple pie yeah. gonna get made out of that other funky shit. That's a uh, Every you know, time I'm at Moonshiner's, like, I got apple pie. If I can smell a little head on it, I say heads on it. I'm like, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, you are a real shiner. You know what I mean? You I've been to several quality. distilleries, and they all take their tails, and they use them in their, their you know, sipping creams, chocolate milk, mm -hmm. things like that. Because they're like, man, that's – because I'm like, well, I saved my tails, and I rerun it. Like, nah, man, it's too much money to waste. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got 10 gallons of tails. That's going in. That's going in my flavor. It's going in my sipping cream. Yeah, yeah. that's your new and, little you know, sparkling, sparkling beverage that they come out with. It's going to be yeah, made out of and, tails or something. And it's like, and that's why it's why it just you know the next day you're like, oh damn, I don't know about that. Yeah. 
and, know, and they like a, a nice jar of hearts you know you can sip on that we thing were, all night we were long. talking about that the other day man we were talking about like you know like you can see these cigarettes they'll come out with like special blend or they'll have like a different cut of some dip and you're like you know what that is it's like well hey we got all this tobacco left let's just mix it all up and call it the special <laughs> blend or whatever hey, look, sweep up everything on the floor put it in <laughs> yeah. there and call it special blend yeah exactly yeah, that was a genius idea. Somebody like, why are we wasting that? Hell, let's put a label on it and call it some same thing with liquor. They ain't gonna throw nothing away if they got money they can that's make right. off of it. So, yeah, that's why I control. I like to control what I'm making and taste it. And if it ain't good, I know it ain't good, and I don't have to get let nobody even try it. You know, but making a good jar of liquor is a good feeling. You know, when you when you really just make a good classy jar of liquor and you know you've done it and. I think the alchemy from corn to liquor is, is always been real fascinating too, you know, to to take a grain and convert that into something to drink and it can intoxicate you. Oh, that's a trip really, if you think about it. And I think that when you finally nerd out and you really get into it and you start thinking about what you're actually doing, it, it's, you know, it, you, you that, understand, that's you where understand the, the magic. Yep. When you understand yeah. the magic, the magic part of it, you're like, dude, this is amazing. And, yeah, and then you look back and you're like, holy shit, I made this. I made yeah, this. Exactly. You know, you're like, I can't believe that I made this. I remember when I first started just really making quality, I would just get a jar and I just go everywhere I could think about. Somebody could see this jar of liquor, just be like, try that, smell it. You know what I mean? Shake it up. Look at the bubbles. At the time, I didn't even know what the hell that meant. I'm just shaking jars and looking like, look at the bubbles. Look at them. You know what I mean? Ooh. And, <laughs> You know, we were all trained by watching, the, you know, these other things. Like, nobody was done here teaching me how to shake jars or nothing. You know what I mean? I see that on TV, and I'm like, oh, you're supposed to shake it and look at it. You know, now I understand it all. But it's, a, it's a, you know, moonshine is just, just always going to be cool, man, no matter what. It's always going to be fascinating because at one time, you got to imagine, man, guys like us would have been hunted like dogs, you know what I mean, for what we do. And it was so like illegal in America and, and taboo that so so the fascination, you know, it, it'll never leave people because at one time this was all we focused on as a country was trying to get mm -hmm. people like us, you know. So hey, yep. as long and, as and it wasn't for no other reason than the big big man wants his cut, and that's all it's all about. Yep. And and that's Dang. the in my opinion, that's one of the of the things I really love the most about it is helping people get started doing it that yeah. want to and just passing the knowledge i guess the little bit that i have mm -hmm. most of what i have is what not to do yeah because yeah. i spent so much time fucking things up yeah i got you, you know with you. you learn from every one of those those failures you know and, and what's the point of, of spending the time and gaining that knowledge if you don't pass it on to the next person you know exactly it's wasted. Not, yeah. yep knowledge gained and not freely spread is knowledge wasted and, yep. and how go. do you keep traditions alive or how do you keep this tradition going? And even though, you know, I'm not in the backwoods, I'm not in the hills, it's still a part of the, of the tradition. You're keeping it alive. You're showing the next generation how to make, how it's done. Who, who, you know, six, seven years ago, like you said, it was taboo. There was nobody out there showing you and telling you how to do it. And so with the internet age, you know, it's there. Just like anything else, you can learn. You can learn anything on you can learn anything on how to do anything that you want to do. You just have to have the drive and the love to do it. 
Yeah. And the first and, time and, you and, see and that, so, that liquor come out, it's over with. Yeah. You ain't lying. Yep. I still, I still have a, I still have a picture somewhere. The very first time liquor dripped out of a spout for me. I remember how cool it was to finally see that happen and know you did it. It just, I, I was hooked at that point. And, and, and I think just, yeah, like when you, to show people and then, I tell, I tell a lot of dudes, it's like older guys like myself, you know, that, that that's kind of at that place in their life where they need a little stimulation, like something to do. Like mm-hmm. this is usually the time when people start getting them an old car to restore or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, get in the moonshine. It, it's, it's so much stuff to learn. And I, and, and like you said, Sean, yeah. And I don't it's know crazy. half of all the stuff you guys probably know. I just don't understand the simple concept. <laughs> that ain't setting the bar real high. <laughs> <laughs> but but at the same time, like people that get into this, it gives them an outlet. It gives them something to focus on. And it, and for me, I I go as far not to get too crazy with it, but to say like, man, it it took me through some of the darkest parts of my life, man. Like it's giving me a, something to 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 like look forward to, you know. And so, man, I'm I. At one time, it was my pain, and then it became my passion. You know what I mean? And, and to, to to flip that narrative around and and be able to to get on the backside of the drinking instead of letting the, the drinking mm-hmm. take me. You know? Mm-hmm. And man, I just uh, I love it, and it and it's been it's been a it's great. I mean, I I show my kids stuff. I mean, they they know what's up. They know whenever that that old D Walt drill comes out, it's time for them to go stir up some ash. You know what I mean? And like they uh. <laughs> And they That'd be too easy, up, you know. Yeah. Well, I, you know, got to get the hoe out. Yeah, got to get the hoe <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking oh, they've earned their. They've earned. They've paid their dues. They've uh. Yeah. Uh, the, my my son, he gets. You know, I, I I give him a little old chunk of change, and his job is to take old spunt mash and and dump it out on the deer lease and stuff. He, he gets to drive to go do it. You know what I mean? So All it's right. exciting for him and. And but hey, lugging them big old barrels and dumping bar, and then he's got to clean everything. So. He knows how to clean a steel pot. He knows how to, you know, they, they know their way around a little bit. I, and I ain't ashamed of that, you know, hell. Yep. It's, you it's know, cool to me. There's this, this ahead, guy, I was going to say this, there's a buddy of mine, his name's Tony. Uh, and he's, he passed, uh, the last year. It's one thing he always told me. He said, you'll never go hungry if you have a 20 gallon still, you know, Damn right. And, and time to run it. And, you know, he, he wasn't lying. And that's what, you know, a lot of these kids, they, they will never know yeah. unless you teach them, you know, I mean, just cause you have something don't mean you're using that, right. but it doesn't mean you can't. I always going to keep, I keep me a stick burner for barbecuing and shit. Cause I can always cook on that. And I keep me a moonshine still. Cause I know how to make money with that and I know how to feed myself with the other. And then, you know, and I can do the rest. So mm-hmm. yeah. Hell yeah, man. You got to keep a still. When I bought my first big, like, highfalutin still from Kevin Gordon, shout out to Thunder Road Copper, I bought uh, 110 from him. When I bought that still, and it, you know, and I, I spent a chunk of cheese on that, you know. And hey, everybody's dude. like, what the hell? You're crazy, man. Why would you spend that much on that? I said, man, if shit gets real, and this is, this is during a time where shit looked like it might be getting real, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was like, I know what I can do with this thing. You know, it'll be a cash cow. And that's just how you got to look at it, you know? And Investment. I mean, you got to have plan Bs and Cs nowadays, man, because you just never know what's going to come around the corner, you know? like Damn right. Like, let, let's be for real. When COVID hit, everybody freaked the hell out because the, the liquor stores didn't have very much liquor in them. And we're all over here like, what are you talking about? You got a liquor. 
I got all the liquor I need. So yeah, but you know, oh yeah, it, and, and hand sanitizer. I don't know if y'all got in, got in on that racket, but boy, I hit some licks on that shit. Too. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, 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 that popped off. Like that's that's why there wasn't no liquor. Everybody yeah. was making hand sanitizer. I got some really, I got a really good story about that. I don't know if I should probably incriminate myself, but uh, yeah, just <laughs> let's just say at the time where I was working at needed hand sanitizer, and I said I knew a guy, not but I was the guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Always still I went the guy. Home, Googled, Googled, I went home, Googled how to make hand sanitizer out of alcohol, and I whipped up a big five gallon bucket of it. Hey, hey you know that's you that's the do. funny thing. You said you don't know that, or you got a guy. Well, that's like Easy yeah. always says, you know, he says, when I go to a party and I take liquor, I don't tell them I make it. Yeah. I tell them I got it. That way they're they're honest. They give you honest opinions. If they know you make it, they're going to be like, oh, this is you're great. Damn right. Especially that's a good when idea. You're, especially when you're a big dude, you know, they, they, they don't want to piss you off because they don't, want yeah. to, they don't want you mad at them. So, you know, the best way to get honest feedback is say, hey, man, I got this jar of liquor from a buddy. Try it. Let him tell me what you think. And you'll, yeah. you'll get a much more honest and a much more honest feedback, you know, and, and to talk about hand sanitizer during Corona, I distilled Corona mm. beer during COVID. I distilled Corona beer and made hand sanitizer from Corona beer. That is epic. <laughs> That's super epic. It, oh, it yeah. tasted like, so when it came out of the, out of the still, it tasted like old, stale, musty Corona beer. Did you throw that fucker away or what? Well, I made hand sanitizer out of it. No, man. I'm talking about the still. I'm talking about the still. Oh no, no, man, that was a, that was a stainless forever. You just rinse that some bitch out, you're good to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I yeah, that's what I was looking at. The... Go ahead. Yeah, I was I was looking at that little thing on the show with running that beer. I was wondering about that. I mean, I get I essentially you could, but I I don't know. I, oh. the, the thing the thing about running beer is just the hops and the yeah. oils, and, and it's just it, it makes your copper so nasty. Uh, yeah, like if you if if you're gonna run beer, I suggest you do it in stainless and run it about 37 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll taste all right then, and then use it to make yeah. apple pie with. So. There you go. I've got some good apple pie liquor here. Let's see. Yeah, I got you. I acquired Boy. a full keg of old IPA, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna make a video. I'm gonna turn this keg into beer, into moonshine. So I throw a little arm. Brewshine. Hey, yep, Brewshine. <laughs> and, and so I, I threw a little one footer arm on it and a little bit of, and a little bitty live egg. And I start cooking it. And man, that thing started foaming out of the end of it. And it's just spewing. That part ain't in the video. But Imagine that. It's just spewing <laughs> foam out of the end. And I'm like, I've never puked a still before. It wasn't puking. It's just foaming from all that IPA. Uh, and I let it sit and I tried to let it degas and it didn't help, man. It, it, my recommendation is it's not worth your time. It's only 5%. And that's, you know, yeah. and just don't waste your time with, with beer unless you really love the taste of old skunky beer. Cause <laughs> they, I did a Milwaukee's best. That was the first ever brew shine I made was Milwaukee's best. Couldn't have picked a better beer, huh? Hey, that was <laughs> Lord so, have mercy. So I, I rolled down, <laughs> I rolled down to the, to the Amir Mart and, and it's like eight 30 in the morning. And I grabbed two 30 racks of, of, of Milwaukee's <laughs> best ice. And these dudes are looking at me like this is a hardcore alcoholic. And so oh, I put them on here and, and I roll with my cousins <laughs> and I wake him up and I'm like, bro, let's make liquor out of beer. 
And so we're cracking these <laughs> cracking these cans open and dumping it in a still. And we made it, and it was the worst liquor I've ever tasted in my life. And it, uh, it was a good it time. So it was. But you know, you I never don't thought know that was... unless you try. So, yeah, no, yeah, I've done all kinds of trial and error type stuff, man. I I want to try to make any kind of crazy stuff you can think of, especially when I messed around and got those jars. Hell, I might have got them from you. Do you sell shit on, on eBay or something? Are you talking about jar hey. lids? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I probably bought them from you. I bought them off eBay or something a long time ago. They were uh I think I want to say they might have been from you. Uh anyway, they uh when I got those though, that's they got hose clamps on them. <laughs> that's that special build, John. Hose clamp become a special build. I, I like save them for jar rigs. So, uh, right. hose clamp so, fixed America for a long time. Yeah, hose clamp, duct tape, zip ties. That's all you need. So and a hammer. Got them. Got all hammer. three of them on my side by side right now because you just never know. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so it, you you had some experience with jar rigs. When you was running that jar rig, did it start dancing on you? Yeah, it was Swaying side to side. <laughs> Yeah, it would, uh, it would, it would vortex. It was, it would do weird stuff. Like I could never understand. Like sometimes I would get like, it would look like it was working harder on the one side than the other and stuff like that. And it just, Uh, so you, you, so you had your parallel parallel. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when, when your jars are run parallel, it's, it's natural for one side to work harder than the other. Yeah. So what you do is you throw a three way valve right there to where they split. So you can adjust your flow side to side and balance it out, or just run uh, it in series, or, or just run them in a series, one right after yep. another. I, yeah, I, nice. I enjoyed them. You know, it's a lot of cleanup and stuff, you know, and all that. But it was it was really fun to like get experimental. Like I'd be like, I'm gonna make some blueberry oatmeal, <laughs> whipped cream. You know what I mean? Liquor today. First just... time I ran a jar rig, man. It was just a three jar rig, and that thing just sitting there dancing. And I'm oh. like, man, I don't know about this. I don't know about <laughs> that, man. Propane burner, glass, you know, oh. alcohol, and the jars are just dead. Turn it up. <laughs> turn like, it up. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, just turn it up, man. Hey, I'm going to tell you, when that pressure starts building and shit starts shaking and vibrating, it's you're like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you, that on that on that 150 I got in here, that's something that, that thumper really goes to do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, you know, because it's kind of the copper's kind of flimsy where that pipe yep. goes in and it'll it starts yep. really like gin and it's like doo, 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 doo. yeah it, it uh yeah it, it, it's pretty intense like it'll, it'll scare other people i'm used to it but other people will be like man, so thing gonna what, blow up you know 50 gallon drums every time they have a point where they're like boom yeah <laughs> and and like, i remember i got my first 50 from sean and he's like hey man at some point that thing's gonna go boom and it's gonna scare the hell out of you and I'm like, all right, cool. I, I'm expecting it. You know, Sean told me about it. And that, I shouldn't that have. Thing, that thing, wait, it didn't matter. You did. because that That's what I was going to say, yeah. It was like, boom. And I was like, oh, shit, I was dead. Like, everything <laughs> flashed before my eyes. My life, it was just a lot of me eating junk food and trash. But And, I'm, and then every time, it still does it. You know, every time I would run it, it yeah. still does it. And every time, it scares the shit out of you. And it's like, yeah. I'm dead. And then it's not, you're like, oh, it's just doing its thing, you know. You know <laughs> it got pressure in it, boom. 
And, you know, oh, you run yeah. that 50-gallon, man, that thing will scare the hell out of you one time a run. Oh, yeah. I've had a cap pop plumb off and uh, shoot up in the air because the line got backed up, and it, it just, boom, <laughs> shot up in the air like that. You talk about scare you. And so I wasn't expecting it either. How did your line get backed up? Did you have a piece of fruit clog it, or was it Yeah, just... I so we – uh I don't know how much detail I can get in on this, but yeah, I mean, some solids got in there, you know what I mean? And, um, but it was, it was pretty, it's pretty crazy. I've, I've also, yeah, I've experienced that on a, uh, on that jar rig, I, same shit kind of similar happened. My, I was running little, uh, blackberries, not, not blackberries, blueberries. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And you know how they'll, they're, they're just the right size, especially for like some three eighths yep. line or whatever, you know, they'll lodge right up in there. And, and I, I did that and it backed up like that. And I, it stopped ginning down the line, you know, and I was like, Oh shit. And it started vibrating. And I just went Ooh. up there and just broke it loose, you know, and let the steam blow out or whatever. But we have, yeah. I was gonna say, we had another guy on here early Raisin. on. Was no, I think it was blueberries. I'm gonna have was to it ask. A blueberry. You. Uh, so yeah. There was. I, I've heard it's. It's. I always usually a blueberry or a raisin. Yep. It'll get up into that worm line. You won't know it. So I never use solid fruit. I puree it in my thumpers. Yeah. I puree them because if it pukes, well, that puree is just gonna push through. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about it getting clogged up like that. Yeah. And so you know. And that's always one of my fears is because you don't know, you know what I'm saying? It's just running. You don't see, see it jump up in there. And then all of a sudden you've got a, yeah. you got a pressure cooker with no release valve on it. And only, like you said, <laughs> you know, luckily, you know, you were running a pay style still and it popped a, that gap yeah. off. Whereas if you had a, uh, if it was all tri-clamp, well. It'd been boom. Gonna, yep. You, one yeah. of your seams are probably going to fail first before that tri-clamp does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is like people have to understand how dangerous big volume is compressed like that, like a boiler, you know, like you hear these stories about boilers exploding and like taking out like a damn whole building and shit like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> nothing to play with, man. Like yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, it's all fun and games until something goes wrong. And, and it's just, you just always gotta be like, and the, the biggest freaky, like as if that son of a bitch, the fire goes out and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're busting stuff loose and if you're all pasted yeah. up with like if you got 90s just sucked up on each other with paste and you got towels around it and so the only first thing i always go for is the cap and just bust the cap off the mm-hmm. top because you know and then it, that and paste then is you, like concrete when that paste gets yeah. hard it is like concrete i learned that you know the first time i ran a paste still and i'm like what do I do? You know, like, like what do I do now? I get to, I'm trying to get it loose and all that. I couldn't get it loose. And, and so i I put a union on after that, that way I could just pop it. So yeah, definitely uh, yeah. A, a Landry valve on a, on any type of still, unless it's a K, you don't need one. Uh, yeah. Any type of still, man, put you a valve on there. It, better safe than sorry. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So right. I, I was sure. messing with Sean. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm buying a, I'm buying a valve. <laughs> I ever run your still, I'm buying a valve. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll tell you, it, it can go wrong, and it and it will go wrong. Yeah. If somebody ain't if there if there's anybody watching this that wants to get into moonshine, it's it's probably the coolest hobby I've ever had. But man, trial and error is is you just got to understand what you're signing up for. It's not it's not just like you know you can really you can do some damage if you make too many mistakes so if you're accident prone or the right one 
Man, be careful because it. As a kid, when somebody's teaching you how to make fires or you're around a campfire, they always tell you, man, respect that fire because mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. time you don't respect it, it will burn the shit out of you. It ain't no yeah, different right. than making liquor. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no different than making liquor. You know, the first time you don't show it the respect it deserves, it's going to burn you. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and if you only get burnt a little bit, then you better count your blessings. Yeah. And take it from me, the guy that poured a five gallon bucket of forty proof <laughs> liquor on top of a coal. It is it is highly combustible. It will explode without. Especially when I think the only rerun. thing that saved me is that the 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 steel like shaped the flame upright. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just was like, woof, you know. It, and I was kind of pouring over on top of it, so it just blew the bucket out of my hand. But otherwise, it would have been. It probably would have killed me or Game burned over. my face off or something, you know. And, and so, you definitely yeah, wouldn't have that beard, that's for sure. No, no, that's what <laughs> I was thinking about. Yeah, it had grown back by now. Yeah, yeah. you would no, be, be my luck. It like just like balded one side of it or something. I've be, been old half be patchy like my boy Hooch, <laughs> <laughs> Sir Patch a lot, <laughs> or, or you wind up with a haircut like mine. So, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Easy to manage, huh? <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, I don't know. I got I, I got to shave. You know, I shave the face. I got to shave the head. Like, uh, Sean's is easy to manage. Like your beard, hair. That's easy. You just get up yeah. and go. Yeah, just throw a hat <laughs> on. Sure. Boom. Hey, Sean looks a lot better with a beard, anyways. You ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. You don't want to see this gobbler underneath this right here, boy. I'm telling you. That's why. That's why I told you later. I got. I got a beard to cover up my three chins. There you it's go. A, hey. If I grow a beard, it's all gray, and I look like Father Time. Like, I, I hey, look, that's I, cool. I unaged ten years when I shaved. So, yeah. And I got them coming know, in. It won't be long. I'll be all grayed up. Hey, when they start coming, they roll. You, you could always yeah. do like 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 my double cousin and hit with some just for men. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be all purple yeah. and shit. I'm glad you have a double cousin too. Could you imagine all the inbred uh, comments and uh, things I'm getting? <laughs> oh, and I, and uh, I told every Joe time, Every every time I'm like, yeah, you know, um, our 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 mothers are our sisters and our dads are brothers, and I'm like, he's inbred and he's got web feet, and I don't. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard. It's hard it to explain me. that. That's for sure. Yeah. I dodged it. You know what I mean? I dodged the old chromosome shift. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, like so. So we, you know, I told Joe Boy you know, he, when he first read it because we we said it jokingly uh, at the beginning of the like whenever they said they were going to come down here and, and check us out or whatever and just see how we were, you know, doing things. And I was like, only one condition, you know, I want to do it with my cousin. And they were, I was like, he's my double cousin, Joe Boy, and I, I sent over a little quick video now joe boy one thing everybody needs to know about joe boy is he don't come out of the woods very much at all and and to put him to uproot him from his lifestyle and put him in front of all these cameras has been a challenge for me for sure because he's really the dude that he portrayed you know what i mean like none of this is is i can't make this shit up and so i tell you when he when he then he reads the first article and it's like double cousins from arkansas and he's like Oh no, they're calling us inbred, you know. And I was like, uh, I was like, let's like, lean into it, man. Let's have fun I, with it, you know. I did like how they let you explain what the double cousins was, you know. Yeah. One one family got with another family. 
And, you <laughs> yeah. know, and that's what it was. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, well, you know, my, my dad's really my, my uncle. My mom's really my, it ain't like that. You know, it's just like two brothers yeah. got with two sisters. Boom. They had two kids. Yeah. We double cousins. So I'll but tell I you, still, man. Watching, I still tell everybody watch, he's inbred. Yeah, there you go. And watching that special, bro. Y'all have no earthly idea. It took us five weeks consecutively to shoot that one-hour special. And <laughs> so much shit is not in that special that was some of the hardest days of my entire life. For instance, that still we have. We found that in the middle of a junkyard surrounded by just old industrial size, like central heat and air units and cars and shit. It's just literally just stuck out there in the very middle. And they're like, all right, we want to film y'all like getting it out. You know what I mean? So we're, we're lugging that big son of a bitch out and it's, it's stainless, it's thick stainless. You know what I mean? It's an old chiller from a factory. Yeah. Yeah, It's a, it's a chiller from a factory and bro, we would haul it over all that shit and get it to the truck and then be like, all right, one more time. You know what I mean? All right, one more time, one more time. So we're taking it back and hauling Uh, it back. I'm like, man, hell with this TV. Get the production crew in here to carry it back. We're gonna build one. Fuck this. My back, yeah. my back ain't built for this shit. Like, and and the reason God why bless I use pumps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I I was about to die. And and, and listen, Josh Owen. That's my buddy. So I mean, this was all love in my heart. But that sucker right there could make that that obstacle even more challenging because the entire time he's talking shit, complaining. Why the fuck are we using this stainless steel pot? This is the ugliest damn steel I've ever seen. I'm not picking this son of a bitch up. No, 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 no. And we're literally back to, about to fight the entire time as we're lugging it over. I'm like, just do it, man. We got to get it over there. You know what I mean? Get it done. And he, bro, he is exactly like Josh is exactly how he looks on TV. Like, there's that, that dude is 1000% reckless. Um, I knew like the first time when we walked up to, I was showing him the creek, like where, you know, where we run at and stuff. And I was like, this is the where we get our water. And like when we walk up, it's just like a little, little ridge. It's like probably a 12 foot drop off of it. Of course, I go whittling down the little trail and Josh just comes through there and just like flies off like Tarzan and jumps on the ground. I'm like, why did you just do that? You know what I mean? He's like, I don't know. It just looks like fun. You know, I was like, crazy son of a bitch. You know? So he's that dude, man. Hey, and that's actual bigger, factual. That's like a his, bigger feller. You got to pick your route a little more because I fall no. a lot harder than a little guy. So I got to pick my route Listen a little here. more safely. I have, I have lost a lot of weight, big dog, but I know all about fat boy strategic planning. You know what I mean? Like before you sit down, you identify what chair is sturdy enough for you to sit yeah. in. And wicker and you even thin test plastic it. is your mortal enemy. Like wicker and oh, plastic. I've exploded one of those son of a bitch before. You Damn. know what I mean? I've I've exploded those plastic chairs before, so I have a fear of those things. If you if you look at the leg and it's like say it's a green plastic chair, and you look at the leg uh-huh. and it looks a little white right there in, in that bin. You better not sit in it, boy. I'm telling you, you gonna have you gonna be embarrassed. I've been there. I've done it. You don't want them problems, you know. No, you can only blame yeah. it on alcohol so many times. Like damn alcohol, oh, got yeah. me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. But no, well, boys, I think it's we've uh had everybody on long enough tonight. But yeah, I uh, can sit yeah. here and talk all night, so it's been a while. Hell so, yeah, yeah. Uh, big Chuck, brother. We really appreciate you giving us your time, giving us your Monday night to come hang out with us and shoot the shit, man. Yeah, uh, man. Like I said, man, I, I love what you do, bro. You're an amazing musician. 
you know, I can't wait to try your liquor so I can tell you what an amazing moonshiner you are. And, uh, you know, yeah. I really look forward Let's to seeing that, you on, on, on the Discovery Channel. And uh, We're going to have to get together sometime. We're going to make this happen. Hell yeah, yeah. we got to go down there. You don't want you don't want to come up here right now, so I, I'll come down there. Come on down, man. I'll show so. y'all a great time, man. Whether it's summer or winter, I we I can show y'all some stuff. Y'all y'all if y'all hunt and fish and like to ride side by side, we'll we'll go out and have a damn good time. Hell yeah, I would I would be honored to catch a show. Like, I would love yeah. to come catch a show. So, we'll yeah, to, man. Uh, hey. it's always know, man, man. It's always an interesting day down here in Arkansas. We try to always uh do something a little different but man hey before i get off here moonshine chuck album out ozark outlaws to the rescue go stream that uh i don't know when we're coming back in the season but we've been filming a whole bunch of shit some really cool stuff i can't speak for all the moonshiners but i can tell you when they came down here to arkansas it wasn't no fiction related television uh so stay tuned and and man i'm I'm trying to to keep this show as real as i possibly can and i'm trying to really you know trying to just give y'all the raw truth down here in arkansas and i, I hopefully y'all be able to see that when y'all watch it man and i appreciate y'all for having me on man and we appreciate your time man and like i said time y'all check him y'all check out the shows man if you didn't watch the one the the one before the very first one you guys to catch that that's a good one so and, you know, um, check his music out. You'll be glad you did. So, everybody, man, we thank y'all. We'll be back next week. Um, so, y'all have a great week, man. And we'll see y'all next Monday. Have a great night. Everybody yep. shine on. Stick shine around, on Chuck. You. Don't leave. Don't leave yes, when we sir. go off, when we turn off the live. Jesus. <laughs>